0: Welcome to the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We're coming to you every week to discuss topics for family protectors. We're about creating community for tactical dads and moms, doing the work to become better protectors and providers, and being force multipliers for good. So come on in, sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. all right, my people, how are you doing? It's been a minute. Um, wow, I looked back at the last podcast I did, and it was the end of March. Now, you've seen a couple podcasts come out since. They were replays from earlier in 2021, a couple that you know got high ratings, and the question begs, why were you doing replays, and why has it been so long since we said hi? Um, so, couple things. One, um, at the beginning of March, uh, took a full week of vacation with my family uh, came up for some air, just uh, really took some time to connect and just enjoy each other. And it was awesome. Um, So that was good. Problem is we came back uh, to reality. And the family has been I was sick for two weeks. And then my kids and, and wife were sick for two weeks. Before you know it, five weeks had passed by and uh, we all s- kind of still sounded like crap. <laughs> so the idea of podcasting was was just probably not going to happen. Um, and uh, yeah, so you could probably hear it in my voice a little bit now. My allergies are crazy because the time of year, but I'm not sick anymore and had a good topic. Um, wanted to chat about that with y'all. So that's good. Um, so back in the land of living the healthy um and we're chugging on and and so that's good um but also wanted to kind of touch base with you let you guys know that we have some guests coming up and i know i've been saying this since january right um but the people that I'm networking with that I'm going to have on our show and stuff, they're busy folks, too. And and so it's kind of like the stars aligning uh, to get these people out. So remember, I said uh, definitely probably going to have on next uh, OG Steve. And um, he's definitely an interesting target of opportunity that I want on this podcast because he's a normal dude with some cool skill sets and stuff like that. Had um, training. um you know that was that's very interesting as far as security work and, and stuff like that. So, um, and he's just a really cool personality, um, but somebody that I've known for a long time, and and I would actually feel safe letting my guard down and letting him do the protecting. If I were, if I, if you were going to let your guard down around somebody. I'd be totally cool with uh just enjoying myself and knowing that I was out on the town with Steve and he was watching my back. Um so OG Steve is going to come on we're going to talk about something cool. I don't even know. Probably about uh protecting our families, right? Um and then definitely um there's a cat out of Utah um that uh runs a uh shooting school and a whole lot more um by the name of Devin, uh, Tactical uh, Cowboy um, is is his tactical cowboy oh one zero one on instagram is his handle and you can find out more about his company um but he's got a very uh very interesting background as well um and uh you know uh through the military and just just a really cool personality i would i would recommend you go out and train with uh those groups if you his group if you live out west um and, and so we're going to have him on and talk about some cool stuff, and then um, uh, definitely a, a networking partner of mine, um, Stephen over at Adapter Die, um, should definitely check him out. Uh, Adapter Die USA on Instagram. Man, that guy has just got awesome content, gear reviews, how tos, all sorts of stuff around um, protecting. Um, running security um survival leadership the whole nine yards i'm actually you know just impressed uh with with his content beyond impressed i'm just rooting for the guy um but just glad to know him as a friend and i figure you know what why not let the podcast audience here uh benefit from from these these guys and uh there's a few more right um so let's uh let's just be hopeful that uh, i can get my stuff in order and get these guys on um in the next month so um yeah good things coming up in that regard um also upcoming coursework so i'm working on uh launching an online learning platform um, some coursework for how to get your family prepared um not only with um The security aspect of things, but how to how to actually do realistic preparedness, whether you have a family in an apartment or a townhouse or if you have a homestead, you know, how do you lay the bricks and start building the foundation in a very short period of time so that you're not chasing preparedness two years down the road, you're getting prepared now and then always bettering your situation. So that's that's what those courses are gonna be about. Um, again, I'm bringing on um, some other subject matter experts to really round out those courses and you know provide something awesome for the audience. So look for that to drop this year, um, at least start dropping. And then, listen, if you haven't signed up, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, we have a free how to build your Ultimate Home Defense AR-15, and it's a great primer to get started. It's got tons of technical resources and links, and um, you know where to find the most affordable yet the best quality um, components for your AR build. But we're also going to be putting out other free guides. So if you sign up for that, you're on the list. Um, I can tell you, I've sent sent out exactly one newsletter. Um, since the inception of of that free guide and newsletter. So I don't spam the audience. Um, You'll hear from me occasionally. Um, So yeah, just uh, sign up for it and I'll give you stuff for free and you can pass it on as you see fit, right? So that's kind of our updates. uh, Where we're at, let's see, the topic at hand today. Average people versus criminal vehicle ambushes, right? So the, the way this came up was I've seen kind of a trend of these reels on Instagram where they're showing folks being ambushed um, from, from vehicles, really, and criminals jumping out, ambushing these people. And I have three examples that I'd like to share with you. If you go over to my Instagram page, so Family Man Tactical, is the handle it's in the show notes too so you can pop down in the show notes click on over or tap on over and if you look in the the highlights section of the profile you'll see a a category called reality sucks right uh there's two or three last examples there and they show choke point ambushes from vehicles and Let's just say, the the first, the those three examples, the individuals handled them themselves in an amazing way, um, and it was just worth doing a quick podcast because look, we can prepare for crap hits a fan and all these examples of you know, you know, foreign invasion and all that kind of stuff, but they're not as. Likely to happen as what we're seeing with a criminal element and trend in this country Um, criminal elements seem to become more emboldened um, and there's probably a lot of reasons why Um, they're becoming more strategic in nature and and it just makes sense that well we we better take note and see what we should do about that and put it into practice, right? To be prepared for that. Um, so that's kind of the purpose behind this. Now, look, I had mentioned there's, there's this trend criminal activity, uh, from everything from running into the, the local, um, pharmacy and just doing smash and grabs. And, you know, the, the store, the store staff are not going to fight back because on, they don't own the store. And, and two, that puts them in a liability for getting hurt sued fired all that kind of stuff so what's happening is these criminals are just going in doing these smash and grabs a lot of times they don't even have to smash they just go in and grab right and and that sort of thing is going on um you know i think a lot of this stuff is is happening because they know that there's there's not going to be any enforcement right or criminals are being given light sentences we're hearing about that all the time um so it's, it's interesting to see this trend going on, at least the perception that's being given off in the news. Um, who knows? Maybe it was always like this and we're just seeing this um, being perpetuated in news stories. I don't know, right? Because I don't have all the data. and uh, But I do know one thing. I know that uh, social media is helping us capture um, these criminal attacks right and one of those things as i mentioned is is ambushes uh, from vehicles right so the first one we see the first two we see if you go on my my highlights section of the instagram there is where citizens are going on onto a highway right and they're on an entrance ramp right and the vehicle in front of them stops them right so blocks them because it's kind of a one-lane um, entrance ramp onto a highway, and they block them, and they jump out, and they run at them with guns drawn. Okay, um, in both those instances, the driver doesn't hesitate; they react immediately um, and drive and smash through the ambush. Right. And in both cases, so and it's interesting. we'll we'll kind of break those down in a minute here, how that happens, what they did. But man, it was it was great. They didn't hesitate. And I think that's one of the one of the main um, main points of of survival there is not hesitating um, when you're attacked and, and ambushed, right? So there's that. And in the last one, it's a T, a T intersection, right? And this one is a little bit more coordinated. Um, in that, the citizen is the second car behind the stop sign, right? And and so they're stopped, and then the car in front of them pulls away. But as soon as they pull away, another car comes out of um, from the driver's left side and kind of on a diagonal um, blocks the intersection and tries to um, pin the the citizen. In place right so they what they did is they stopped the the citizens um, momentum if you will right at the at the intersection and then came in and tried to pin them in place and before they could pin them in place the driver saw it coming um, and cut around uh, the incoming car right um, across the lane um, into what would be oncoming traffic. However, again, it's a T-intersection. Everyone stopped, so there's they just reacted perfectly. You go check it out. You, you should see it. Um, great situational awareness. Uh, again, I don't know if that, that particular one was in the U.S. The other two look like they were in the U.S. Um, you go check them out. So let's just break down what's going on here. Um, one, criminals are using choke points, right? The the T intersection is a choke point, right? Everybody's coming into a space where there's not a lot of maneuverability, um, and then obviously where the, the, the people are going on an entrance ramp into the highway. Yeah, there's not a lot of avenues of escape there. Okay, so the choke point ambush is nothing new for military folks. Um, you know, it just it makes sense. You block you block uh, the party that you're after in, um, limiting their escape. And and again, I'm not I'm not teaching a, a class today on um, choke point ambushes. There's quite a bit. There's quite a f- a few more uh, qualified individuals to do that than myself. I'm just saying, hey, this is kind of what you can. You can expect this is what a choke point ambush is if um, you don't know kind of what that is or if this is the first time you're hearing about it you know it's it's using um, barriers right to naturally um, block someone in from um, escape and and then you know the criminal element or you know the military element um, can do their their thing in the ambush right uh, and so these criminals, they're using these natural um, entrances, natural—I um, don't want to say <laughs> lines of drift, right? But they're they're using natural roads and all that kind of stuff in the in this situation to to uh, box these individuals in, right? And so I think the first thing we can do as citizens um, is be aware of choke points that like hey I'm you're not gonna avoid choke points right you're gonna if you're driving on the road you're gonna come to intersections you're going if you're going on the highway you're gonna get on to an entrance ramp being aware that these choke points exist I think is is key right that's the biggest thing is knowing oh hey I'm coming into a choke point is there anything that looks weird are there cars slowing down in front of me that shouldn't be slowing down right um and and one of the biggest ways we can kind of free up uh the ram or the data in our brain is getting off that cell phone um limiting um in-depth conversations um that kind of take us away uh, from from the task at hand is driving safely and stuff like that right distractions so being aware of these things one of the actual choke point itself hey i'm sitting in a choke point i see this my awareness is elevated. I'm I'm watching what's going on here. And if, and if that dude starts getting out of his car there, um, I'm going to react. I'm, I'm going to drive away. I'm going to drive around here. And this is where I'm going to go. Things like that. Um, if this happens, then I'm going to, and start that, um, that mental process. It's not being paranoid. What it is, is saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, I value, um, my myself and my family enough to run through some mental ex- exercises um, while I'm in these uh, driving choke points right so um, and again just getting rid of the distractions that's that's a couple things that we see that obviously those three drivers did because they reacted so quickly they were not distracted and they were they had to have been aware that, hey, even on a subconscious level, I'm in a choke point. I've got to do something that gets myself off the X now. And they did, right? Um, The other thing that these three drivers did is they placed distance between their car and the car in front of them, right? And there's a reason why this is so darn critical, right? So I was always taught that, when you pull up at a at a stoplight or a stop sign, you you should always be able to see where at at a bare minimum where the tires, the rear tires of the car in front of you meet the ground. And if you can't, you are entirely way too close. And there's a reason why. The first is maneuverability, right? If if you're that close to a vehicle, you know. Well, somebody could say well I could just back up throw it in reverse and and, and then drive right but s- assuming the person behind you does the same thing you're so boxed in it's kind of like parallel parking uh, when you really squeeze into a spot there you're too close to the person in front of you and then somebody comes in and does the same thing to you and, and now you can't really get out same thing at a stoplight or a stop sign or whatever is making sure that you leave in front of you enough room to maneuver, because there's a couple things. One, the actual physical space that you could need to get your vehicle turned to get out of the way of danger and escape. But also, there's a thing called momentum. So, there's like maybe a five-foot difference in what I'm talking about, but the momentum that a car can generate in five feet compared to a foot um, is huge, right? And you might need that momentum to push back, uh, past the bumper of a car that's trying, purposely trying to box you in. You might need that momentum to get up over that curb. Um, you name it, right? So momentum and space is the biggest thing with distance between cars. Now I did a post on Instagram showing this and basically it was just, I was driving home with my kids, um, and i just took a snapshot of the intersection it was a big intersection right um and i just kind of put a couple arrows of where the the tires are um with the car in front of me and i put a couple arrows um after the fact obviously not while i was driving i just snapped the picture and i came home and i edited it and put in some arrows and then i showed a couple lines of escape there i I showed um a big one to my left which was really kind of a median and than two other lanes of oncoming traffic. A huge uh, lane to run, right, Uh, with the vehicle. And then on the other side, enough distance to really kind of squeeze a car between two other cars if I were boxed in and had to go that way, right? Um, And that's what I was talking about, momentum, is momentum, um, if you give yourself enough room for momentum, even if you had to scrape by a car, Um, where it would damage your car and their car, enough momentum will allow you to push through um, in a life or death situation. Now, I have to say this. The one caveat is, hey, if you injure somebody, especially an innocent person, you're still liable. Just like if you uh, injure an innocent person, having to use your firearm in self-defense. Same rules apply, so we have to be super careful. Um, Anyway, I... I just gave that as an example, so you can uh, you can go on um, Instagram and see that that post as well. Now the other thing is lanes of escape, right? And and again, that's why I use that example. But you know, I um, at a situation, and I'm I'm thinking about actually starting a series called uh, Tales from the Hood. Uh, you know, I started cataloging all the crazy events that happened in the days when I was locksmithing. Um, I had to go to really bad parts of town to do some jobs, and you never knew what you were walking into. A lot of times, late at night, um, in really sketchy areas and stuff. A lot of domestic situations where, you know, tempers were high, and unfortunately, the police weren't there yet, and somebody was calling to change the locks. And I, I started cataloging all these stories that happened to me and stuff. And I think. Um, I think I'm actually just gonna start a series called "Tales from the Hood," and one of the situations unrelated to uh, locksmithing is is really where the catalyst, where I realized you know I've got to get some better training, and it really just kind of took me off you know to on a on a journey to seek out good training and just start getting really serious about overall you know firearms tactics, combatives, you name it is. I was in a really bad uh, part of town, and I was doing some work for a family member um, who lived in a bad part of town and kind of refused to move out. And I might've mentioned this on other podcasts, but hey, picture the movie, Grand Torino, right? With Clint Eastwood, and, and he's kind of that guy. Um, and we were, me and another individual, uh, we building a privacy fence for him to kind of keep his little beautiful oasis um, enclosed. and. And stuff like that. So we were up at the hardware store. And we were bringing back a load of lumber. And, you know, I was way too close in traffic. I was boxed in. And I didn't realize it. a really bad incident happened. And I'm not going to break that incident down now. But it was a life and death situation uh, with some gangbangers. And praise the Lord, I'm alive today. That's all I'm gonna say. We'll break it down later. One of the one of the situations that or opportunities that came up when I was boxed in there and this whole altercation is going down is I hadn't allowed myself enough um, room when I was boxed in in this situation where I could have it might have been hard to get momentum to get up and over a couple barricades. Uh, one was a fire hydrant, the other was a cement bench, you know, um, and then there was clear sidewalk that led up through the intersection, and I could have gotten through had I allowed myself enough room to maneuver um, in this in this altercation, right? And that, you know, again, we're, we'll take that back. That was back in 2007, uh, so quite a while ago, um, and, and I'm thankful for that experience, really, uh, because... Um, it was the first and only time I've ever had a gun pointed at me um, and it just I changed my outlook on everything right changed my life and, and you know got me smart and got me at least seeking intelligence and training and and all sorts of stuff uh, but the, the point is is I you I pull back uh, to that experience and how I made a mistake not knowing any better and really cut off an avenue of escape um, and I really would have messed up my truck I know no doubt about it I would have messed up my truck um, and thankfully I wasn't killed um, but I could have been and had I been thinking appropriately in today uh, in in the situation if it happened today I would have taken that and um, Avenue of escape. And I would have got out of there, um, over those barricades and stuff like that. Um, it would have been good business. So the point is I've experienced this in real life, like real life and death situation, having the opportunity to have an escape path where momentum and distance would have helped me, um, get through and get away. Right. Uh, so I can, I can tell you for a fact uh, that's the case. Uh, fast forward to uh, maybe 2012. Uh, I was working for a defense company and one of our suppliers, our vendors, uh, was in a really bad part of town and I had to go down there and check on them every so often, kind of do a spot check and, and just kind of do some project manager stuff, right? And we, at the same time, we had, uh, guys that would bring loads of equipment down down for processing to this vendor, right? And I was very good friends with these guys. We all, the office people and the labor and the techs, everybody got along well. And, you know, if they were running behind in loads, you know, one of the office people jump in and, you know, I was in procurement and project management and I'd jump, jump in and drive a load of equipment down there. It just, it was a small company everybody just kind of chipped in. It didn't matter what it was, right? And so it was not uncommon for me to go jump in and take a load of equipment down to this vendor and also do my spot check at the same time on them. But we had the spot and it was nicknamed Ambush Alley, right? Because there was a a train that ran through in this area and it was the only way to kind of get into this vendor's area in the town um so if a train came by you'd have a line of you know 25 30 cars set up and they're not going anywhere right and so again i you know it it was one of those things where this happened once or twice and i'm thinking this is this is a horrible Uh, opportunity (laughs) waiting to happen right and i had already experienced that situation that happened to me in the grand torino uh example right and it so yeah i just i said to myself you know i'm never letting this happen again i did a big u-turn you know and pulled out of uh pulled out of that line and just kind of drove around and and was mobile right and until the train cleared up. And sometimes it could be 15, 20 minutes. It was a long train. Um, So there was something there that I just, you know, I was like, no, I'm not gonna do this. And I encouraged the guys, um, the laboring guys that were at the company too. I said, you know, I've I've experienced this. this is really bad. If that train is running, I'd recommend, you know, taking an alternate route and trying to drive south of the train so, by the time you you drive, you know, south far enough, you'll be able to cross over those tracks and get back into the, the neighborhood where we have to go um, a lot quicker. And it's a long way around and whatever. And it's easy you know, not as easy as just sitting there and these guys smoked a lot, a lot of them smoke cigarettes. They just use that as an opportunity to sit and smoke their cigarette while they waited for the train. Um, anyway, a couple months of this went by and all of a sudden (laughs) i walked into the back with a newspaper and they had a a big coverage of this quote-unquote ambush alley um in the news where some criminals came out and i don't know the motivation for it but they just peppered a car just completely it looked like some sort of execution or whatever um, but the point being is uh, these guys just didn't make it and just they got them at the at the train uh stop and you know they were sitting there and all of a sudden they came out on both sides from nowhere and just boom just ended these guys um and so i took that back to the to the shop where the guys were and i was like this is what i was talking about and you saw one guy just like his kind of face turned white and he's like oh man so that and, and it just goes to show you don't think it'll happen but you know, you recognize bad choke points and, and stuff like that, and especially in sketchy parts of town, um, you know, stuff happens. So anyway, that that those are a couple situations that happened in real life. One, I was actually there for and, and really changed my life, and, and two, um, you know, happened in an area where I frequented a lot, recognized it um as kind of a bad situation and then kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy you know ended up happening to a couple unfortunate souls um you know that that experienced uh that so yeah definitely getting back to solutions here so awareness distance space momentum lanes of escape the other thing is if you look at those examples that i posted on instagram and the highlights these folks were willing. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing outside of the the actual mechanics is that you gotta be willing to act. And that's, I think some of the hardest things because we're taught to be peaceful. We're taught to, you know, um, escalate situations, right? But these guys are willing, right? And they just, they used their vehicle not only as a rocket ship to get out of you know, a bad situation, but in a couple of these examples, you can tell they did not care about who they ran over um, in the criminal element. They didn't care about smashing their doors in um, as they drove by the, the criminal criminal's vehicle. They just reacted um, without hesitating and with violence of action, really. Um, so that that's a critical component you can establish the space you can establish the momentum with your vehicle to escape in a, in a specific lane if you're ever ambushed in a choke point but if you're not willing to do it with immediate violence of action um you know survivability uh, goes goes dramatically down i think um the other thing is the contingency now this is where we see a lot of stuff where Uh, People are running classes with pistols fighting from their vehicle and stuff like that. The best, I think the best, best, best way to get out of a sticky situation is to use that vehicle. It can go faster than you can run, and it carries a lot more momentum. Obviously, if you're boxed in, this is where the contingency comes in and maybe getting some training with um, fighting with a, a decent pistol right, from your vehicle. Um, Obviously, with respect to um, legalities and what warrants uh, the protection of life, I mean, if you get into an argument um, and a road rage situation happens and you start using your pistol to fight your way out, well, you know, that's going to end poorly in court and you're probably going to go to jail. I'm talking about you're sitting at a light, you're legitimately boxed in you have no avenues of escape however that's happened and there's no way out other than to fight your way out of the vehicle with your pistol you know that's where that's a contingency plan in my mind um and having good training to do that can you access your pistol do you drive around with your seatbelt um restricting your ability to draw your pistol? Or do you arrange your seatbelt in your shirt so that you can draw your pistol? Um, do you have medical supplies? I mean, what happens if you catch around driving out of a, um, you know, choke point ambush and you hit an escape lane, right? Only to catch around in the shoulder or the arm. Once you're a reasonable spot of safety you know do you have medical supplies in your car to get a tourniquet on to put pressure on that wound um, until emergency services can get to you right so that's that's it in a nutshell I mean hey this is 30 minutes of talking through this stuff I get it there's so much training and practice and mental um, exercises that people should and can go through um, to get really good at this stuff and again i think this is just this is just a chat right as your buddy right i'm picture us sitting i say this all the time picture us sitting together uh next to a fire in the backyard either having a beer or having a coffee and, and we're just talking through this stuff obviously i can't ha- i can't hear what you have to say maybe you've had similar experience at, experiences that i have maybe you've had um a super awesome diet of training uh, because of your profession or because of whatever that you'd have stuff that you could point me to Uh, and and if you do i'd love to hear from you shoot me over an email tell me about yourself tell me about what you were trained in and and maybe we come back and revisit this topic Uh, because i i see this danger growing right And again i don't know if that's just being perpetuated on the news and social because now we're capture capturing everything everything's on video or if it's because this type of criminal activity is on the rise time will tell um but i'd love to hear from you love to hear what you think um you know did i miss something you know outside of the awareness um establishing distance and, and room for momentum with your vehicle and escape lanes and being willing, um, and also establishing some contingency plans. Is there something that I missed? You're like, hey, Chris, that's awesome, but you missed this one. The audience needs to know. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, shoot me over an email. And hey, if it's, if it's big enough to talk about, now that we have got the, the remote um, connectivity, Uh, with anchor on we can can get you on the podcast here we can chat through it so that's it that's uh that's just like the little public service um announcement that i figured hey it's been a few weeks since we talked in current time right um this is a trend i see going on and here's some things having experiences um and made mistakes having seen this happen to people in in my local ao And then also seeing this trending on on social you know here are some things that I'm thinking about to better protect my family what are you thinking let me know hey again thank you so much Um, I keep saying that but I keep getting the statistics back from this podcast and I keep getting emails and DMS from people that listen to the podcast and they say hey you know this is something that's really worthwhile thank you for doing this look this is cathartic for me too because I don't have all the answers. I'm just a dude that has gone out and gotten some training, but the reality is I'm not an expert, right? I'm I'm like your peer that is going out and trying to better my situation to keep my family safe because they're my concern. You know, the clout, um, the personality, uh, the Instagram following and all that kind of stuff, that can all go away tomorrow. I really don't care about that and I mean that because look, our families are where it's at this is this is really a creative space for us to talk about protecting our families being better protectors better providers and it seems like people are really responding positively to that which is encouraging to me but also provides a, kind of a sense of um, duty to put out good content so let me know how we're doing if we need to cover some other stuff if um, if I'm doing something annoying, let me know. I got thick skin, I can handle it. In the meantime, um, please sign up for our newsletter. It's down in the link there. If you already know how to build an AR, if you've already got the best home defense air, that's cool. Sign up anyway, because we're gonna put out other free guides and then we can stay in contact. If, you know, Facebook or Instagram shuts us down, we can still stay in contact. If you're already on the newsletter, you know I don't send out once in a great while an email. So I won't spam you, but if we have free giveaways, if we have announcements of um, things we're doing with other network trainers like AOD or Tactical Cowboy, you know, or others, really, we're gonna put that out there and let you know, keep you in the loop, right? Cool. So, hey, it is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. I know I'm dating this program, uh, by saying that, but Hey, we're in May. We made it into the second quarter of 2022. Um, lots of cool stuff on the horizon as always. I hope that, uh, I hope I pray that the Lord bless you with safety, wisdom, and just joyful heart through the rest of the week that you are, uh, in tip top shape. I pray the same for myself. Look, um, we got a lot of year left to, to get done, a lot of work to, to get done there. I'm so excited for what's uh, what's coming up. And yeah, hey, be well and I'll talk to you soon.